Welcome. You're tuned into the Two Kings podcast with your hosts Brian Weeks and Adam Ricker. You may now enter the kingdom. So good, yes. Not gonna get drunk. I like it. Yeah, drunk me running around here is not always pleasant. Mm. Well, I'm not mean, but I'm just always I'm less focused than okay. normal. All right. Good morning and welcome to the Two Kings podcast. This is our second broadcast. Um, Number two. And, yep. And I am the Bald Beardy Bear, Brian Weeks, here for another week co-hosting with my love of my life, Adam Ricker. The, uh, Adam Ricker, a.k.a. Big Ricker, the biggest of Rickers. Uh, happy to be here as always, love. Mm-hmm. All right. I am so geeked about today's... Uh, I am so geeked about today's theme. Today we're going to be talking about Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. So, now I'm assuming that, like me, you were a big fan of Saturday morning cartoons growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talked a little bit about it on my stream. On my stream of. Go ahead. Um, I talked a little bit about it on my stream of the Saturday morning cartoons. What is. Oh, it's the. It's. It's our bougie ice maker. Oh, our ice maker. I'm like, what is going What's falling apart? We have an ice maker on the counter. It's fantastic. I love um, it. I talked a little bit about it on um, my stream this week from Saturday Morning RPG. Um, how much I used... that. Those used to be my jam, those Saturday morning cartoons, because then after those it was wrestling, and it was a good time. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited. All right, so to prompt us, I have gone ahead and done a little bit of work, but I didn't look at it. I went online, and I pulled the United States Saturday morning television schedules for each of us for the year that we were 7 and the year that we were 10. Ah. Now, because you and I are, have our birthdays are, are one day apart, I'm August 23rd, you're August 24th. Mm-hmm. We always turned whatever year just before the new television season. So, let's take a look. Let's go back to age seven for me is uh, 1984, and for you is 1992. And Adam, I'm going to let you take a look at that and see what uh, what you have to say about your... What were you watching when you were seven? Wow. Wow. <laughs> look at some of these... Um, well, let's start off at the beginning. Uh, this chart shows ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, I would get down on ABC at eight, starting at eight. They had the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which oh. I did watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the Feifel's American Tales. I did not really get down on. I like the movie. The movie was good, yeah. Uh, Dog City on Fox. Don't even Fuck remember what. Dog yeah, City. don't okay. even remember what that is. 
Uh, and then they, the news was on on NBC. NBC actually, looking like, I'm looking at it here, didn't really have Saturday morning cartoons. They did... No, by that time in the 90s, they were gone. Yeah, they said the weekend today, local programming, and then it was Saved by the Bell, Name Your Adventure, yada yada. Except, I don't know, did you remember this? Saved by the Bell was not on our NBC affiliate here. It was not on Channel 6. It was on TBS, if I remember. Right, it wasn't... It they. Um, WCSH out of uh, Portland, and I am assuming also, what's the one in what's the one in Bangor? W something, Channel Two. WBAI, I think. W-B-A-I. Yeah, the the sister station. They never they they showed the the premiere episode because it aired in prime time of Say by the Bell in uh, September of eighty nine, but they never showed it. On the actual Saturday morning lineup, but I always felt that that was—I always felt screwed out of that experience that all those other kids had of seeing it because we didn't have cable. Um, and I, so that's why, like, I'm not the huge um, say by the bell heads that a lot of people of my generation are. Um, no, but looking back, so that really the eight o'clock block, Winnie the Pooh, I'd watch. Um, that would go right into the next thing I would watch would be Land of the Lost. The live action one from the '90s, I assume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not the '70s Sid and Marty Croft one. No, though it was it was the okay. new the new new. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I liked that show, mm-hmm. but I also did like The Little Mermaid and Bobby's World. Those were on CBS and Fox. Bobby's World, I did like. Is that the one that had Howie Mandel? Yeah, okay. Howie Mandel was the voice yeah. or the host or something. Back when he had curly hair, black yeah. curly hair. Right. Now he's bald and won't shake your hand. Um. <laughs> then uh, let's see. ABC played Cowboys. C O. We should put these up too. Yeah, I, we, I, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have some some screenshots and some fun stuff on the website. Oh, cool. Um, I think my <coughs> sister watched the Cowboys one. Although I gotta say, what in that in that era, that was when we had um, my my mom and I had a um, consignment shop, and that's where we had cable. And on Saturday mornings. We weren't watching any of this shit. My sister and I were on PBS watching Ghost Rider. Oh, Ghost Rider was... <clears throat> Ghost Rider! And Wishbone. Don't forget Wishbone. I didn't care for Wishbone. I... You mean you mean the Target dog? <laughs> Target one and done. Um, the... What was... Uh, I can't think of it now. We were just talking... The Target dog... <laughs> Wishbone. Wishbone. Ghost Rider. Where... Where, oh, where in, in the, the world, world is Carmen Sandiego? Now, wait. Now, I know something that our listeners may not. Now, you were telling me something about this. Now, you have a, you have a story about where in the world is Carmen Sandiego, don't you? Yes. Please, please, please tell me this. Tell our listeners this story, because this is so fucking awesome. I got, I got to play on that game. Big Ricker's first television <laughs> appearance was in 1990... Something. Something. Uh, third grade. Okay. Because I remember it was me and a co- it was me and a so um, ninety three ninety four. Yeah, it was me and a classmate were going to this thing. So our third grade class dedicated our geography time for like a week or so to get Jordan and I ready. Where did you film it? it? <laughs> I guess like. They, like, brought the cameras up and did everything it, in Augusta? Yeah, no, nah, oh, Portland. Portland. Well, that makes sense. Because it was, it was affiliated with the main mall and everything. Oh, okay. The main mall, like, had part... They had, like, an open thing there, and then they 
got picked from there. It was like one of those. I things. would imagine sponsored by WCBB. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was in, the local. Yeah. That was the. PBS I'm sure. Station, of I was just. I was in third grade. I like the, some of the details. I'm still. I'm fuzzy on. You know what I mean. I don't have. I don't have a video of it. I really. I, I'm trying. So if anyone out there wants to give me the best birthday present in the world, they will find the episode of Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego starring Baby Ricker. <laughs> I was an intelligent little dude. All right, now I want to take a look and see what what was on TV in <clears throat> September of 1984. All right, up to the nine o'clock block because there's I still got a lot of bangers. All right, well yeah, we'll here. look at the eight o'clock block in '84. We had um, now then there was only three networks. It was ABC, CBS, and NBC. ABC had The Puppies, Great Adventures, and Super Friends, the legendary superpowers show. Um, on CBS was oh my god I love that Shirt Tales. Shirt Tales was my jam. Now see I never got into the like violent cartoons. I got into the little happy cartoons with a moral message, you know. And Shirt Tales was really awesome. Shirt Tales was about this group of animals that lived in a park which was, was supposed to be like Central Park in New York, but they couldn't. It was you know some big park in Metropolis, USA, and all of the. All of the animals wore T-shirts, because that was their thing, because it, it was a greeting card tie-in. And all of their shirts would display either something they said or an emotion or, or something, and it was, it, was, it was cute. I'd be in trouble. Then after that, on CBS at 8.30, was the Get Along Gang, which is another one of my favorites, which totally, I'm sure, sounds like the most like Poindexter show ever. The Get Along Gang. But it was a bunch of, you know, anthropomorphic animals that had a clubhouse in a in a caboose and um they were all getting along and every every episode had a message and all that um then on nbc at 8 a.m they had the snorks which was basically the smurfs under the sea I remember the Storks. I love the Storks. Little, little straws on the yes. head. <laughs> and then after that was the reboot, um, Pink Panther and Sons. So in the fall of 84, I absolutely would be watching Shirt Tales at 8 and then switch over to Channel 7. I mean, I'm sorry. Hmm. I guess it would be a, a toss-up of Shirt Tales or Snorks, but sounds to me like I'm watching Channel 13 at 8 o'clock in the morning for Shirt Tales and the Get Along Gang. So let's move on to 9 o'clock in 1992. Alright. Uh, well, that was where the Cowboys yep. are. Uh, and also during that time was Garfield and Friends, yes! which I loved Garfield and Friends. Friends are there. <clears throat> I never really, like, it's always whatever show I landed on. Okay. Because I also watched Tom and Jerry Kids. Oh no. And Tasmania. No. But the 9.30 block is, on ABC was the real banger of Saturday morning cartoons. Darkwing Duck. I'm sorry. I, I think I was sl just this much too old. Disney has never really... That's not even a Disney. <laughs> I'm sorry. But that... I don't know. That one never held my attention. Well, there's a lot of shows and stuff that you've shown me and stuff. So, mm -hmm. like, in the future, you're going to have to go back and get, see some of the... Give some sure. of these, like. I was thinking about it from the superheroes discussion last week. There's no reason we can't sit down on occasion mm -hmm. and watch all those, like watch one of the Marvel movies in order at a time. Because it's because right. regardless of what it's about, it's still a good movie, right? Um, and the same with the cartoons, like Darkwing Ducks on the Dis on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I haven't watched it as an adult, but I'd like to take a look at it. Yeah. And it's just like where we, you were talking last week about, you know, you're not a... You're, you haven't really been exposed to Archie comics, but who's to say that, you know, I might go take a nap and be like, hey, why don't you... Let me just download these five comic books for you on the app and you, you know, read these as a primer. I remember getting Archie little mini comic strips in, like, gum or something like... Maybe that was... That's the Bazooka Joe. That's Bazooka. No, what was... I got... You should get Archie something. There's this really horrible Christian comic book scene. Maybe that was it. Oh, my God. The Spire Christian comic book. No. So, 9 o'clock, you're, you're into the Darkwing Duck, and... Nine, yeah, 9... No, that's 9.30. Right. Uh, 9 o'clock was really... I was... If I was going to go for any of those, it'd be Garfield and Friends, okay. for sure. Alright. Uh, um, at 9 o'clock in 1984, we had... ABC had the Mighty Orbots, which was yet another ripoff of um, the Transformers thing. Um, and on CBS, my jam, Muppet Babies. And on NBC was the beginning of a 90-minute block of the Smurfs. Um, at 9.30 on ABC, they had a show called Turbo Team that I've never even heard of. And on CBS at 9.30 was an hour-long show called The Saturday Supercade. And mm. The Saturday Supercade mm. was a... I guess you could call it an anthology series. It, the, the overall arching storyline was that they were all... The characters of each short were based upon a popular car, arcade game of the, of the moment. Qbert had one. Uh, Frogger had one. Um, so it was basically the Saturday Supercade was um, your favorite arcade games come to life with ink and paint. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to 10 a.m. in 1992. 1992 at 10 a.m. I was tuning it. Oh, I was I was having a moral dilemma. Okay. Goof Troop was on <laughs> ABC, but the real banger of the time and the one I had on tape. Uh, the hour-long block of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. The Heroes in a Half Shell, Turtle Power. Of all the Saturday morning cartoons that have ever existed, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is still my favorite. Now, by fun, far. Fun little factoid. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were invented here in New Hampshire. I know. I know. It's so cool. What we had the guy... The, the, the guy or someone associated with it came to Comic-Con mm-hmm. up in Bangor. Well, uh, I think the first year we did it. Yeah. Because we, uh, we had IWE at the Comic-Con. We had a ring set up in there. Mm-hmm. And um, after the main part of the day, we did a show there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met the Power Rangers. And That's I met cool. uh, the guy. But I did meet that guy. I can't think of his name at the moment. Now, here's another... <laughs> but I did meet him. Here's another fun crossover for you. Did you know that Archie meets the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I think I remember that, too. Mm-hmm. It was pretty It was pretty dope. All right. So, let's see. Let's go back to 1984 and see what's on at 10 a.m. Um, from 10 to 11... Oh, sorry about that, folks. Breakfast was intent. No, by, by the way, um, my apartment and our recording studio, which are the same place, um, are pretty much street side. So we're, we're uh, definitely in motorcycle season. So at 10 a.m. on ABC is a cartoon called Dragon's Lair that I've never even heard of. 
And then at 10.30 a.m. is Wolf Rock TV, which I have to imagine was some sort of a ripoff of the Teen Wolf movie starring Michael J. Fox. But Teen Wolf also had its own cartoon eventually, too, so I don't know what that's all about. Um, on CBS at 10 o'clock, you have the last half hour of the Saturday Supercade, followed by at 10.30, Pole Position, which again was another video game arcade tie-in show. I never watched that one um, because I was much too busy after Muppet Babies at 9 on CBS, I would tune directly into the last the last hour of the Smurfs. Uh, Smurfs went from 9 till 10.30 and I can't believe that the Smurfs was able to hold American kids' attention for 90 minutes every Saturday morning. That blows my mind today. But then, so Smurfs went from 9 to 10.30, and then at 10.30, my fucking jam of all jammy jams, Alvin and the Chipmunks. I lived for Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh my god, Alvin, Simon, Theodore, do, 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 do. <laughs> I loved Alvin and the Chipmunks. Then they, then they did the, um... The CGI one there. The cartoons, no, and all, no. now we've got Lady Chipmunks. Mm-hmm. No, the Chipettes were brought in t- for uh, the Alvin and the Chipmunks um, 1983 version on I, NBC. I'm, I'm all for the Chipettes, and I'm all for la- uh, Lady Chipmunks. But they are all, like, the car- the female version of each of the boys. Uh-huh. Like, Brittany so- is Alvin. Yeah. But Jeanette say- is Simon. I would have liked to see three... Smurfettes with other with different distinct personalities that complemented each of the boys. I can understand like a similar look, but like you're pairing. Oh, you're gonna pair off. Right. You know these two oh, pair off these two and pair off. They these. definitely were the boys in drag. Definitely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. The Chipettes. Oh yeah. You know that's a. I never thought of it there that. There must way. be. There must Girl, be some work. kind of. There must be some kind of conspiracy theory out there that, that like they had multiple personalities and it was really them the whole time, like a Fight Club thing. Who knows. But, um, so now it's 11 o'clock in the morning, and it's 1992. 1992. Oh my god. You said we're at 11? 11 a.m. The Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show. Yes. And I haven't got to check it out on HBO Max yet, but there's the Looney Tunes the collections. The new ones? No, we can watch it right on the computer later. We yeah. pull a chair over there. It's, it's the new ones. Yeah, I love... I love the loon. No, they're. I think these are older ones. The the look, with the little screen caps they had that you showed me. That they're new, not like brand new. Ten years ago, new. Okay, not classic era. They're they're new era. My brother and I used to have so many of those tapes, mm-hmm. and to this day, I could message or call my brother right now and fire off a quote from that, and we would both hysterically mm-hmm. lose it. I still, to this day, I am almost 43 years old, and I still have a... Whenever I don't know where I am, I always say that I took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Yeah. My brother and I used to play... My brother and I used to play out one of our favorite episodes of... Uh, and we just, like... It was one of those things, we, tra- we shared a room, we had bunk beds, it's time to go to bed, but we were being kids, and... <laughs> and uh, there was one episode, it was between Porky Pig and... Daffy? They usually were paired together, yeah. Um, Yeah, they were co-workers, and like, they were trying to sleep, and like, Daffy kept getting his sleep in her eye, or something, well, to that effect. It's been a long time. I'd have to look it up. 
Um, but my brother and I would act it out in our rooms, like, word for word, motion for motion. That's fantastic. Like, it just used to be something we'd do. It was I fun. I love that. Okay, 11 o'clock in the morning in 1984, we have, on ABC, the new Scooby-Doo Mysteries, which was the... They were just at that point trying to save the franchise because they had already kind of ruined it with Scrappy-Doo. So they were trying to, like, revamp it a little bit. It was it was decent. Um, and then at 11.30 was The Littles, which I kind of remember was, like, little elf people. Um, but I didn't watch that. On CBS from 11 to 12 was... 11 was Dungeons & Dragons, the cartoon. Hmm. Which I did not... I watched it a couple of times. Um, but I hadn't got into D&D yet, so that wasn't something that was on my radar then. But... One of the weirdo things from 1984, and this is a very 80s thing, on CBS at 11.30 was a show called Pryor's Place, which was built around comedian Richard Pryor. So let's just think about that for a second. You've heard Richard Pryor's comedy, right? Yes, he's the king. At 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday for children. No, I don't know how I don't know how large the pile of coke was on the on the conference room table when this was pitched, but that's like I was gonna say it's like George Carlin being in a cartoon, but he was George Carlin was the conductor on Shining Time Station. Yes, he was. <laughs> so like I love that subversive shit. Um, but what I was watching back in '84 from 11 to 11:30 was 11 o'clock on NBC was this really awesome show called Kid Video. And Kid Video was about a band. Um, they were about this band who, f because cartoons, they get sucked into a cartoon world. Um, and so it was like a hybrid of live action and animation. And my favorite character on the show was um, the, the geeky, nerdy kid. But... He was played in real life, and of course, the the voice was um, Robbie Rist. And Robbie Rist is probably best known, unfortunately, as Cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch, also known as the kid that ruined the Brady Bunch. Um, <laughs> I've heard so many things about that. Well, and I think it's cool because today, um, some some friends of mine are actually really good friends with the guy, and he like he can make fun of himself about that sort of a thing, you know, but, like, he was a child, like, how can you do that to a kid, like, you single-handedly ruined the Brady Bunch, no, the writers ruined the Brady Bunch, but the at 11, sucked, they tried to introduce a new character, it didn't work, yeah, um, but then at 11.30 on NBC was one of the most 80s moment of the 80s, Mr. T, the cartoon, I pity the fool who don't watch my show on Saturday. And eat my Mr. T cereal. Wow. Come on! I used to love Mr. T cereal. All it was was T-shaped corn pops. Really. Mm. That's really all it was. All right. In 1992, did you go as far as noon? Not yet. Okay. Well. I was trying to look up. Oh, no. I was wondering if it went as far as noon. Uh, yeah, but I was busy by then. I didn't watch any of those shows. All right. Um, I was looking at, because I also realized, like, my Saturday morning cartoons, I had, like, more options, I guess you yes. could say, because I was a, I was a Nickelodeon mm -hmm. kid. So, like, to me, 
um, I where I would watch these shows, I would be watching like Rugrats and Doug, uh, and yeah. Um, yeah, those Nickelodeon shows. Well, Rugrats and Doug though were were technically. Sunday morning cartoons. I mean, they played them. They they were played oh, sure on they did. Saturday morning. Yeah, but, but the like, new ones came on on Sunday morning. Yeah. The new episode drop. That mm-hmm. new episode drop of Rugrats hit just right. Yeah. Rugrats, <laughs> Doug, and Ren and Stimpy all in all in the same morning. It was great. And then later on in the afternoon, they'd, have, they'd throw on a new Welcome Freshman, and I was happy. Yo, uh, Welcome Freshman, I remember. Thank you for saying that, because mm-hmm. I loved that show. And 15. Don't remember 15. Okay. You have. Here's I do why Clarissa explains it all. Bomb, <laughs> girl. <laughs> but no. What's the tea, Clarissa? You have to. On Amazon Prime, they have the first the, the first season of Fifteen, which was <clears throat> now, just bear with me. This was a Canadian teen soap opera. So it's it's just the most horrible writing and horrible acting because it is like it is literally fifteen year old kids. But one of the stars of the show is a baby Ryan Reynolds. You have to see this. I am That, intrigued. just by itself, is worth the price of admission. It's so cute. Um, so, I didn't really... There was... Seemed to be... The Saturday morning schedule went a lot further in 1984. Um, at noon, there was the ABC weekend special, which was generally some sort of... Um, you know, a shortened version of an after-school special or something animated or whatever. But my other big jam at 12.30 on ABC was American Bandstand. It's not a cartoon, but it was a Saturday morning staple. Um, I've always been into music, and that was where I got to see... Like, we didn't have Soul Train up here. So, like, the it was the only place that I could see the teenage, contemporary teenagers dancing to contemporary music and got to see groups like... Groups that... As a seven-year-old kid, you know, in northern New England, without cable, where else am I going to see Duran Duran and the Go-Go's and Prince? And, you know, I'm not going to see any of that stuff. So American Bandstand was fantastic. But you had mentioned that in 1992, um, Bugs Bunny was on ABC, correct? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yes. Yes, it was. Well, in 1984, um, Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show was on CBS from noon to 1.30. So it was an, another one that held our attention for 90 minutes every Saturday morning. The Looney Tunes were on Nickelodeon at one point. Oh, yeah. For a short time. No, for a, a while. For a while. Yeah. And then there was the, uh... No, this, I don't think this was a Saturday morning one. Um, Tiny Toons. That was on every afternoon on um, Fox Kids. Mm. And I was just watching Animaniacs. The, not Animaniacs. Tiny Toon Adventures. Okay. The other day. Real quick, side discussion. I mean, I know this is Saturday morning cartoons, but now we're getting into cartoons. It's all good. Um, There are two cartoons I cannot... Oh, three cartoons I cannot believe... As an adult, watching these cartoons... Girl, I already, know, I already know which ones they are, but please. I'm going to say four, but I cannot believe that okay. we're put out for... I mean, my generation of kids, because mm-hmm. you wouldn't see any of these shows on TV now for kids. Ren and Stimpy, for one. Uh-huh. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life. I lived for Rocco's Modern oh, Life. Oh, Rocco was my favorite. 
Mm-hmm. I I belly laughed at that show, so because mm-hmm. I, I get I get the dirty you, jokes. Right, you get both right. Well, Rugrats had that too. too. Rug, yeah, Rugrats had quite a few, and then Rugrats mm-hmm. was passable because right. they were really like quick little quick right. things. But like, okay, so Animaniacs. Though, Animaniacs right? was was the my big favorite one. one. Still is the fingerprints. Fingerprints, yeah. <laughs> we need we need to uh, dust for fingerprints, and then he's she's holding for. Yeah. I don't think so. Or yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I'm so. I'm not thinking. <laughs> so, okay, so anyway. What did you say? Fingerprints? And the fourth one that's so. questionable to me is definitely SpongeBob. It's had moments where I've been like, uh. <laughs> I've only seen like two episodes of SpongeBob because I'm sorry, but SpongeBob to me is the single most annoying thing I have ever seen in my life. And I watched that stupid or the show with the orange with the mouth oh i that thing was scary i know you know it was really scary and um but and again it wasn't i don't know if it was a saturday morning cartoon but do you remember angela anaconda yep that's the animation style that scared the living shit right out of the faces on the kid weird just too weird i couldn't handle it yep so all right let's quickly move on to age 10 so for me, we're at September, and then I'm going to start with the 8 a.m. hour in 1987. Oh, my goodness. Oh. So in 1987 on ABC, from 8 o'clock, the 8 o'clock hour was The Care Bears, followed by My Pet Monster. I did not watch either one of those. Um, on CBS, we had Hello Kitty's Furry Tale Theater at 8. And then a 90-minute block of Muppet Babies starting at 8.30. That's absolutely what I was watching was Muppet Babies. I didn't watch the Hello Kitty thing. On NBC at 8, we had Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. And then at 8.30, a 90-minute block of the Smurfs. And there's a little note here um, on this printout that I have. CBS originally scheduled to air Garbage Pail Kids at 9.30 a.m., but it was pulled a few days prior to its premiere and was replaced at the last minute by an extra half hour of the Muppet Babies. I remember that because they promoted the shit out of the Garbage Pail Kids cartoon and then it never actually aired. You've been listening to the Two Kings Podcast. We're going to pause for a brief intermission and then return for the second half of this week's broadcast. Thanks again for listening to the Two Kings Podcast. Now, let's return to the second half of the broadcast. See, I'm look, I'm looking down the list here, the 8 o'clock ones, mm-hmm. and um, there's like the new adventures of Madeline, I didn't watch that, mm. the adventures of Hyperman, I don't even remember. What the hell is that? <laughs> no okay. idea. The, obviously, my jam was Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego. Mm-hmm. Um, and followed by the show I grew up on, and I've watched like since the very first episode premiered. I remember them on Fox Kids Saturdays being like, "This is the world premiere of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers." Yep. Um, but then, but what uh, the difference on this one is? It doesn't just have the four uh, ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC. This list also has the WB, mm-hmm. and uh, Animaniacs was playing at eight. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't really watch 
when it first came out. It was one of those shows that I heard about later that was like, oh, that show's actually really funny. Yeah, and you and saw I, it on cable, probably. Yeah, and it, it was on Netflix for a while, like years ago, and I watched it back. That's how I was like, man, I cannot believe we watched this as kids. Mm-hmm. See, and that's, I think, that's one of those subtle differences between you and I as far as the, the generational thing. And I don't want to keep harping on it, but there there are, that's one of those little subtle things where you are, in essence, the same age as my sister. Who, to me, a lot of the things that she grew up on are were completely alien to me. Like, she she was a big fan of, like, Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures. I got into Tiny Toon Adventures. That was awesome. But I couldn't get into Animaniacs. I couldn't get into Pinky and the Brain and, you know, some of that other stuff. Like some of that stuff. And I knew, I, I could tell when I would watch part of an episode because I was just sitting there in the room... There was a lot more adult humor in those. And so I probably should have liked it, but I was more of a Nickelodeon person where I loved shows like Rocco's Modern Life. Um, ah, Real Monsters was another one that I loved. Um, the one, what was it, Two Angry Beavers? Angry Beavers! Yeah, I fucking loved the Angry Beavers. Norbert guy. and Daggett. Yes. <laughs> Such a great show. And that one had some pretty adult stuff in it, too. Um, hey Arnold. Um, Movie football head. And his friend Arnold. Gerald with like that 20 foot hair. I love that. Hey Arnold. <laughs> the best part about Hey Arnold was the soundtrack. They like, they legit. They legit introduce an entire generation to like this really awesome freeform jazz music, you know, like their soundtrack was killer. Yes. Um, but so why don't we go on to nine o'clock in the morning in 1987, and we're still in Muppet Babies and Smurfs on CBS and NBC, but on ABC we had the Little Clowns of Happy Town at nine a.m. And then Little Wizards. This this is kind of um, emblematic of something that was going on in the mid to late eighties. Of it's and it's it's a, it's a real thing. I'm not making this up. The babyfication of cartoons. Mm-hmm. And they took not only they started to make new cartoons starring babies or small children, but they also took existing characters and made them into children, like the Muppet Babies. Um, and I think it's on later in the day. Nope, that didn't start till '88. Um, it's not on here yet. But the um, the the new the Scooby Doo reboot where they were kids. Yes, and the Flintstone kids mm-hmm. and all like those. I I I love the Scooby Doo one because it was very self referential. There was a lot of adult humor in that one too. But that was there was that was a trend towards the late '80s. Was a lot of Super, super little kid stuff. Uh, all I can think of when we were listening to all those cartoons just now is the Muppet Babies episode where they spoof the Jetsons. I was just looking at that the other day. Yeah, you showed me that, I think, one last yes. time. And it made me laugh so so hard. I still, to this day, I say... Hey my... there, stop it. <laughs> 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 
Oh god. Yeah, uh, still to this day that is a classic. You have I'm going to see if I can't link link uh put a link in the uh on the website to the YouTube video. The quality isn't great, but it is absolutely <laughs> worth it. They they parody Star Wars and the Jetsons and everything else, uh, Star Trek the New Generation mm-hmm. and it is the most genius writing and voice acting I've I've probably ever seen. It's just it's so awesome and I'm not even a fan of I've never seen a Star Trek. I've no Star Trek. I've seen like the first ten episodes of the OG series, but I've never seen a Star Wars. At the, up until two years ago, I'd never seen a Star Trek. I had never. I think they even did it. They even slid Doctor Who in there. I didn't see that until I was an adult. But I, but I was a Jetsons fan. But like, I didn't even have to be a fan of those alternate things that they were referencing to. But I still got the reference, mm-hmm. and it was. It was so genius. So why don't you tell us uh, what was on at 9 o'clock in the morning in 1995? In 1995 at 9 o'clock in the morning. I was sleeping. (laughs) Dumb and Dumber. That was a cartoon? That was a cartoon. Shut up. What was it on Fox? Uh, ABC. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) On on CBS, it was Aladdin, the cartoon. Hmm. Uh, Masked Rider was on Fox. I don't know what that was. Saved by the Bell, the new class was on NBC. Okay. They're like, hey, let's try to keep this show going. No, no, you know, that's not how it works. But really, the, yeah, okay. Um, and then again, uh, Animaniacs, because it uh, on the WB when Animaniacs, the Sylvester and Tweety mysteries, Animaniacs, and then uh, Pinky and the Brain at nine thirty. They got their own. Their yeah, own, yeah, so their I'm, own I'm spotting a, a, a mid-90s trend now. My mid-90s trend that I am spotting is turning popular films into cartoons. Dumb and Dumber, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, didn't The Mask get a cartoon for a second? The Mask was a cartoon. Ace Ventura was a cartoon. Ace Ventura was... Yeah, I remember that cartoon. That was funny. So, so apparently the trend Free is making Will, Jim, uh, Jim Carrey movies. <laughs> Free Willy's on here. Timon and Pumbaa from Lion King got their own yeah. cartoon. Yeah. So there again, that's that's just American capitalism right yeah, there. Yeah, actually, and you're, speaking of them, um, in the CBS block, when you move into 10 o'clock, is the mask was right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. We'll continue on to the 10 o'clock, and then I'll go to 10 o'clock in 87. Uh, well, the, that's... Oh, see, 10 o'clock was lit because you had... Uh, I'm not sure what it was, but I'd want to check it out. Called Fudge on ABC. That was live action. I don't think you would have liked that. They packed it themselves. Um, They sure did. The Mask was on at CBS. Spider-Man was on the Fox. Mm -hmm. More Saved by the Bell on NBC. And WB had Freakazoid. What is that? No idea. Okay. I just picture that's how it's supposed to be said. All right. So at 10 o'clock in the morning in 1987... Uh, we had on ABC Pound Puppies, oh, which was a, pound puppies. a toy tie-in, and I did have a Pound <coughs> Puppy. And then at 10.30 was The Real Ghostbusters, another movie tie-in. Mm-hmm. Um, on CBS, we had the best show ever, Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> I, keep <laughs> I keep forgetting that he's not a predator, he just play with himself in the movie theater. Yeah, I, this to was me, several years before that. Yeah, I was so. like, to me, I, every time I hear Pee Wee Herman, for some reason, I think like he diddled a kid. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe that was the other timeline. It must have been. 
<laughs> but I remember a, a, the very popular joke at the time in, in summer of 90 when he got picked up for beating his meat in a theater was, um, did you hear that uh, Kmart was going to take all the Pee Wee Herman dolls off the shelves, but they didn't have to because they whacked themselves off. <laughs> Could you imagine when he finishes, he does the scream with like the secret word? <laughs> yes. Ah! His wife's like, why do you do that? <laughs> Today's secret word is anal penetration. Oh. Today's secret um, word but, is ejaculation. But after Pee Wee's Playhouse was an actual really good reboot at 10.30 in the morning on CBS was The New Adventures of Mighty Mouse. And that one was pretty cool. Um, but I wasn't... I was totally watching Pee-Wee's Playhouse at 10. But um, on NBC at 10 o'clock was Fraggle Rock, the animated series. So again, that was another way of reinventing something. But at 10.30, I was absolutely 100% watching Alvin and the Chipmunks on NBC. Do... Do, 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 do. So let's move on to 11 a.m. in 1995. Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show Yay. on ABC. I know the later in the morning they really had a tougher time standing to deliver, but some, but like that, like I'd say in the early they 90s. started to, they started to shrink. Um, but no, like th- some really good ones were on like later. Like noon has always really been like the cutoff, right? Um, uh, they had the Bugs Bunny Tweety Show for the whole 11 o'clock hour on ABC. Um, they had the Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat. And that was good, actually. I, I, I vaguely remember it. Like, I remember it, but not... Um, and then they had a half-hour block of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. On CBS. Uh, on Fox, they had The Tick and X-Men. Okay, yeah, no, I would not have watched those. Um, and then uh, NBC had... It was, again, it wasn't kids programming. It was California Dreams. I liked that show. I don't know why, because it was horrible. And then it would be um, <laughs> yeah, NBA, NBA Inside Stuff. It was that was, a, that was a, a kid's show about basketball, right? Yeah, and then I think it, yeah, I think so. And then it went into NBC had sports on right in the afternoon. Um, that NBA Inside Stuff. That if I remember correctly, like the format was kind of like a televised version of Sports Illustrated for kids. Yes, I vaguely remember that yeah. too. Um, and then WB's. Well, WB's last show of the day started was at ten thirty, and I missed this when we were talking about it. Um, Earthworm Jim, which is a video game turned cartoon. Okay, so that's another that's another trend that, that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Earthworm. Uh, that was Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was around the time the Super Nintendo. It was one of the more popular Super Nintendo games, mm-hmm. and it's always one of those games that when a, when someone who used to play them hears about them today, they're like, "Oh, Earthworm Jim!" Oh, all right. Um, so in 1987, we'll just I'm just going to go out through the rest of it here. Mm-hmm. Um, on ABC, we had um, the Flintstone Kids. <clears throat> which I mentioned a little bit ago. Uh, the Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show at 11.30. Animal Crack-Ups at noon. I have no clue what that is. And the ABC Weekend Special at 12.30. On CBS, we had Popeye and Son at 11. And then Teen Wolf at 11.30. CBS Story Break at noon, which yeah, no one watched that. And then at 12.30, which is weird, they apparently uh, network hopped Kid Video is now on CBS at 
but they didn't even produce any new episodes. So they were actually just legit running another network's reruns as a networked block, which is weird. Um, but 11 o'clock on NBC was... This is the one This is the one series that year that I was looking forward to the most. ALF, the animated series. Oh, my God. And Alf. boy, it did it ever disappoint. I did, I did mm-hmm. not care for it at all. Um, but I wanted to. And then at 11.30 on NBC was The New Archies, which did not air. Is another one that did not air here on our NBC affiliate. Um, at 12 o'clock was Foofer, which I... Loved Foofer. That was the a big blue dog. The fuck did you just call me? <laughs> You're a Foofer. <laughs> then at twelve thirty was a game show that they didn't show that here called I'm Telling, but that was a live action game show, kind of like a Double Dare, Nickelodeon ripoff. Um, so we've gone through those. So now, now that we've gotten that aside, we're now we're in cartoon mode. What? Give me. In no particular order, and it doesn't have to be a definitive list. Give me like your top five all-time animated series: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and why? Um, and because it's fucking awesome is is justifiable and <laughs> it really what it is. It's awesome. Like I lo- I just love it. I don't. I can't explain it. I've always loved it. I remember going <clears throat> to Pizza Hut. To get begging my parents to take us to Pizza Hut so I could get the video cassettes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because yeah. we didn't have like there was it was on cable every day but we didn't have cable mm-hmm. so in order to and my sister was obsessed with teenage she had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sleep bag she but like I remember going to Pizza Hut begging so we could get those videotapes we had two or three of them I think there were four and I was pissed off that I didn't have the whole set um, but. Going to the movies to go and see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles first movie was awesome. And the big draw for me was that the soundtrack featured MC Hammer and uh, Technotronic was on the was on the soundtrack too. But yeah, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, go on. Um Rugrats. Okay. For sure. Oh yeah. Um Rocco is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, cartoon-wise, I think, if I remember correctly, the Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego was a, the cartoon series. I think it was. And I loved that. Obsessed with that. Um, I also loved the Spider-Man, the Fox series of Spider-Man, the animated series. Um, I was big into that, and... As a bonus one, I think that was five, right? Was that five? Yeah. Um, I loved... Oh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. <laughs> it, blanked, it blanked on me. Tell me a character. Uh, Doug, that's what it was. Oh, Doug, yep. yeah. Okay. Because I'm sitting there thinking, Patty Mayonnaise, the Patty advent- Mayonnaise. What was that? Doug! <laughs> the Adventures of Quail Man. Um, I loved Patty Mayonnaise being a little thought running mm-hmm. around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I reference her all the time. Petty, Patty Mayonnaise, Petty Mayonnaise. Yeah, she's like, okay, Tom Petty, Richard Petty, Petty Mayonnaise. Petty Mayonnaise. So, um, my favorite cartoon, I think my, my top five of all time would definitely have to be, in no particular order, Garfield and Friends, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Muppet Babies, um, anything involving Bugs Bunny, 
and um oh and then um i i don't know i guess probably something like the smurfs because i used to watch that a lot um but now i talked about a few minutes ago about um being super disappointed in a in an in a cartoon and because i was really looking forward to the alf cartoon and it just completely disappointed there's another one that i can think of as the worst cartoon i've ever seen in my life was absolutely captain n the game master on nbc which was the nintendo very rushed to production you know it was like what little bit i know about pokemon it kind of felt like this pokemon kind of guy that was trying to like collect the Super Mario people and what I don't know it was weird. The Super Mario Brothers Super Show is another one I really loved. The Mario Super Mario Brothers cartoon. What that give me. Tell our listeners let's let's start some uh, debate here. What is a cartoon or or more than one cartoon? You can have as many as you want. But what is there a cartoon that you know people just love but you couldn't stand it? Back in the day, um, not so much now, back in the day, I was not the biggest Animaniacs fan. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was the cartoon I would change the channel. If something else was on, I'd be like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't even think there was... Let me look at this list here real quick. I don't think I really disliked... Any of the ones I recognize, I don't. I don't like necessarily dislike. No, I don't think I really don't have an answer to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did not care for cartoons that were ultra violent or ultra macho. Like I didn't really care for the big dick energy of like. G.I. Joe and He-Man and Thundercats and you know like like I don't need that like give me Gem and the Holograms any day but also one thing that I would like to talk about is the golden age of cartoons and the golden age of animation like the Hanna-Barbera shit like I used to love um, Tennessee Tuxedo and Underdog <laughs> um, and you know, the Jetsons, the Flintstones, the original Alvin and the Chipmunks. Um, how about you? Did you like any of those? I loved Yogi Bear. All those. I loved those cartoons when they were on. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember watching them. Like I don't have a fond, like a crystal clear memory of them, but I remember watching Yogi, and I remember watching. Like you said, the hand of our bear, underdog, yeah. and those all those characters, they just don't stand out, I guess, as prominently as some of these other ones do. But I, de I, I definitely liked them. I felt like they were kind of in like that next level, uh, like that next level after Looney Tunes, I guess, sure. like a new line of cartoon characters. Well, I remember when the when the the TV network, like I was as a young adult, um, Cartoon Network had just come out, so I used to watch a lot of stuff on Cartoon Network, but. When they introduced Boomerang, that was my 
I watched Boomerang for like a week straight. Like I just I loved everything about it. It was all the classic cartoons, and I I you know kind of thinking about it, I am a I am a much bigger fan of animation than I than I probably give myself credit for, but since we are on the subject of Saturday morning cartoons, which is a now to this day it's it's a lost it, it doesn't exist anymore. Kids today probably couldn't even imagine having to wait until Saturday morning to see a cartoon, um, because of all of the you know every all the streaming platforms that are out there today and the thousands of cable channels. You know, there's something out there for everybody. You can see a cartoon anytime, anywhere, and it for any kind of cartoon you want. It's limitless. So. I feel like, in a way, kids today have that advantage over us. But um, along the same lines, but another thing that is is missing from our lives is the animated primetime specials. Like, looking forward to the new Garfield special or, you know, even something as simple and classic as a Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, those are, they still kind of have a couple of those here and there, but like, it's not like it used to be when I was a kid where like, oh, it's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown, which is a real thing <laughs> that exists. I'm sorry. I just love how like that whole series of things was, hey, Charlie Brown, it's Halloween. And that's like the name of the book. No, it's, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Why do they keep dressing Charlie Brown down? They're always like, Charlie Brown, it's Labor Day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they, they <laughs> It's from the first cartoon, the, from the very first They full cartoon. name him on everything. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, Charlie Brown, it's Christmas. <laughs> Get in the spirit, you. <laughs> Ball-headed motherfucker. Oh my god, <laughs> Lucy just, like, cutting loose behind that. She's like, I am sick of your shit, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I, I love... See, those are the, the, the two main things I was into as a kid were Archie comics and Peanuts, the Charlie Brown comics, and the specials. And I used to just love all of that stuff. I Still to this day, right behind me in our luxurious studio, I have all kinds of um, Archie comics, and I also have all the Charlie Brown books. In front of me, on my television, I have my stack of Charlie Brown DVDs. You know, this is stuff that sticks with you. Um, and of course, the very best thing ever was when you would be sitting there watching TV and waiting for the intro of the CBS special programming. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. A CBS special presentation. Let me see if I can get this to play. Newlywed Game and Jeopardy are switching times, starting Monday on Channel 7. This. That's when you knew that it was going to be a magical night. Oh, shit's about to get lit. Yep. (laughs) Now, this is something that's very interesting. That specific piece of music I read um, was from the television show Hawaii Five-O. It was like pulled out of the middle of some instrumental that they were using on Hawaii Five-0. I thought that was so interesting that they, like, reused the music or whatever. So, um, how about you? What what other cartoons were you... Like, because now we're moving beyond Saturday. What other good, bad, and different 
memories did you have about actually let's talk about Nicktoons that's a whole cartoon that's a whole that thing was, in itself see that was my jam right there the original Nicktoons like Doug I totally identified with Doug being you know a loser type kid every man love Doug I totally identified with Doug and I wanted to be Quail Man for Halloween one year but I thought I probably would have gotten my ass kicked at school I can't imagine why. I think people would have known who Quail Man was. No, they would have known who he was. But be like, what's this asshole coming in here dressed as Quail Man? Why not? Hmm. That's a dope-ass costume. I'm thinking of doing it today. Oh. <laughs> you can be Petty Mayonnaise and I'll be... Oh, I'll be Roger. I can't even remember how... I don't even remember how she talked. Like, I don't remember her voice. She talked like the chick on Orange is the New Black. <clears throat> I, I love that show. Well, but yeah, but the the voice actress is one of the characters. Oh, I said I was about to open up YouTube and see if I can get some Patty Mayonnaise. Uh, here we go. No, thank you. I would not like YouTube music. Patty Mayo. Patty Mayonnaise. She's a little flirt. That was the noise every time Patty would drive by. It's just going to be a, just a compilation of Doug yes. checking out Patty from a distance, essentially. Mm-hmm. So there was Doug, there was the Rugrats, there was Ren and Stimpy, which definitely, shortly after it went on to Nickelodeon, definitely found its home on MTV, because that's really where it belonged. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like when Doug went to middle school. Oh, when they moved him to ABC? Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't like that either. It was completely different. Didn't like it. Um, it was like when Laverne and Shirley moved to Hollywood. Um, <laughs> so then there was the other. There was Ah Real Monsters. Let's talk about some other Nicktoons. Uh, Cat Dog was a big oh one I used God, to watch. Cat Dog. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, we said Ah Real Monsters. The Angry Beavers. The Angry Beavers. Um, Rock, hey, Arnold. It, hey Arnold. Rocco. Um, Rocket Power was a big one for me. Oh, okay. Um, the one that, like the, that one. Yeah, see, so there was Rocket Power. Wild Thornberries. Yeah, I was going to say them too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nigel Thornberry. Yes, dear. I, my favorite part <laughs> of, the, of the Wild Thornberries was the fact that Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers voiced the little kid. Yeah. Who <laughs> absolutely reminds me of my nephew. Sorry about it. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> I didn't say that. You did. I liked... Um, I, I'm probably alone in this, but I actually liked the Rugrats all grown up. I didn't... I think I maybe saw a few episodes mm-hmm. of it. But it was weird. It was too weird to me. Yeah, I hear you. For sure. Um, see, like, I think there was a certain point where some of these shows, like, I don't really say, oh, that was a great Nicktoon. Like, they started putting cartoons out, but it wasn't the same. Right. The same generation. It wasn't targeted to the same generation as. Inspector. Ed Grimley. There was. So, Ed Grimley 
was a character played on SCTV, which was a Canadian sketch show similar to Saturday Night Live in the late 70s and early 80s. Absolutely an adult audience thing. Absolutely, 100%. They turned that character into a cartoon on NBC called The Completely Mental Adventures of Ed Grimley. Hmm. And it was the most, and it was, it was completely mental. But again, it's like, it, th- that was the late 80s, so you have to wonder how big of a pile of coke was on that conference room table. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Piles over there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you just suit up, and that'd be great. There was another cartoon that came on. It was early in the morning, and I want to say it was like 85, 86. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of those NBC 8 a.m. cartoons. And I loved it so much. It was called Kissy Fur. And it was this little young male bear and his single father. That was a kind of a novelty at the time. It was a, you know, a kid with a single parent um, to reflect the, the growing divorce rates of the United States in the 1980s. <laughs> and, um, but they were in a circus and then there was like some big thunderstorm and their, their, wagon, their ancient wagon train hit a rock and their cage like opened up and they escaped well, to, and to live in this swamp. And they, like, built a house, and they made all these friends, except there was alligators that wanted to eat them. But, like, it was... I think that my thing was, I was really into what people would consider the wholesome cartoons. And that is so weird, because I'm not, by nature, like, a wholesome type person. I'm not, like, evil. But, like... I, I tend to really get into very, like, subversive stuff and stuff that's a little yeah. more adult. But, like, my <clears> cartoons <throat> are, like, very, like, vanilla. They're very wholesome. And I don't I don't understand that. I wonder why that is. But, um, so how about any other... I want to say there was a short-lived Mortal Kombat cartoon that I liked. I think there was. <clears throat> uh, I know I just bought the animated movie, the newest animated movie, because it was on sale for ten bucks, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched it. It's it's graphic and violent, but I, I don't know what I mean. I'm I've been desensitized to it. I think, right. like I watch I and it grows. Like I've watched. It took me a long time. I, like movies that depict like real graphic stuff. I'm like, eh. mm. cartoons. Obviously, it's much easier because it's definitely not real. But right. Um. I've always been into like shoot 'em up, hero versus villain. Uh, violent, and it doesn't have to be like graphic violence, but like I don't mind people throwing down. Right, that's so cool. Like here I am, like watching like the lesson of the week, moral dilemma. Yeah, like watching shit. My Little Pony, showing how to share. Yeah, and I'm like, these slices head off. <laughs> right, <laughs> slices head off. Pissing his neck hole. Pissing yeah. his neck hole. Get him. <laughs> All right, so um. We have uh, reached the... Uh, we're, we're about running out of time, so let's start mm-hmm. to wrap it up. So, your final thoughts on some cartoons, babe. Cartoons are awesome. I still watch them to this day. What I'm are you more, watching now? I'm going to be more like the adult animation, like Family Guy, American Dad, Bob's Burgers, South Park. Well, I'm thinking um, like tentacle porn. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that kind of stuff. I don't get into all of it. I know there's Cartoon Network, and they've got mm-hmm. some very like adult... Cartoons and that's great, but like those, like those more mainstream ones are my like Family Guy will always make me laugh. Yeah. The Simpsons, South Park, um, and I, I, I would love to sit and go back and watch some Rugrats or some mm-hmm. of those older shows. But cartoons are awesome, and it doesn't matter what what age you are. 
Yeah. People should feel like they should be able to watch them and not feel weird about it. Absolutely. And I'm still into the, you know, my classic animations. You know, I'm still watching the Bugs Bunny and Garfield and all that stuff that I used to watch. Um, but we want to hear from you, our listeners. We want to know, you know, what cartoons are your jammy jam or were when you were a kid? What did you, what were you into when you were seven or when you were ten? Um, we're going to try to throw some pretty cool content onto the website this week. Um, and um, just a quick preview that next week, June 27th, um, it's, it's going to be a, a very special podcast. We're going to be addressing um, a very important subject um, in our personal experiences uh, with childhood bullying. So you're going to want to tune in for that one. Um, and we're going to, you know, probably that week, you're probably going to want to watch what you put in the comments. But um, I'm just kidding. So, no, um, let I've us know. I've been known to come for, right. come for people on. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Uh, let us know in the comments uh, what, what you like for cartoons. If you have an idea for a podcast, please let us know. We would love to listen to your uh, feedback, whether we use it or not, is debatable, but we would love to hear it. And uh, absolutely be sure to visit uh, twokingspodcast.com for some pretty neat content. And. Um, that's it for this week so we're going to see you next saturday at 6 a.m eastern when we drop our next episode on childhood bullying so have a great week everybody be kind to each other and yeah we'll see you guys next week yeah all right bye bye